How are you tonight? Having a good time? Ready to party? Have fun? Yeah, well, that was the last guys. Wrong fucking band. We're here to have a bad time. Welcome to Brigham Young Money. I am currently having my mind blown by the extended Italian mob movie universe by Jordan, Greg, and our dear friend Mark Ag, who's joining us on this episode. Hello, Mark. Hey, boys. Good to be back with this uh, on the uh, you know uh, back inside the ex Mormon radical TikTok hype, uh, hype house that you guys are. <laughs> We have a lot of disclaimers to make based on that comment. We're doing, we're doing a lot. <laughs> we're doing a lot of renovations around here. We have a lot of cleanup to do. I got to. I got to find a new room for my boy. This was pre-pod, but I'm still, I'm still kind of shook up about uh, Sensei Billy from The Office being Michael Imperioli. I like. I, I don't know how I missed that because he's he's only in one episode, and it's I anyway. My I feel goodness. like such a dumbass not not making conne- the connection years ago that Karen from Goodfellas is Dr. Melfi. <laughs> she Brooker, doesn't yeah. look like yeah, her, but, but like. Yeah, like you, now, like it, I didn't make that connection because they don't look nearly like I. I mean, I can I can see a little bit of it now that like it's been it's been brought to light. But like if you saw Karen and you saw Dr. Melfi, I don't know. It doesn't seem like they'd be the same person. There's like obviously some some characteristics there but yeah. it's like weird racism where instead of they all look alike it's like every italian person looks like two different italian people yeah that's exactly <laughs> what it is yes this is this is inclusion <laughs> oh uh, god yeah michael imperioli is like a wildly talented dude he like co-wrote a spike lee movie i think before sopranos like oh, wow. it's a yeah he's had a well like he just like they just sort of quit acting kind of for a long time after Sopranos. He also made Cleaver, but yeah. yeah. I was going to yeah. say, yeah, yeah. He's, been, he's been working on his screenplay for a long time. I, uh, I really like him a lot. I like his whole thing. And like, oh, man, there's something – he posted something somewhat recently as well that I that I appreciated because you never really know with some of these actors from that era, like where their mind's at at this stage. And as someone who paid for – a um who who paid for a cameo from a certain member of the uh, Sopranos cast for a friend of mine you really get a sense of like the trajectory a lot of these guys have ended up on but Michael Imperioli I'm pretty sure is just still holding out strong as like a solid dude but I need to I need to look through his Instagram to verify but yeah I, I mean that's kind of like the 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 real fear of like mob movies is like half the guys were actually somewhat affiliated with the mob and the other half are just like mfas from like nyu or something yeah yeah so you really run the gamut i mean it's the same the same with the wire where like uh snoop is an actual uh drug dealer but like you know um uh is like a classically trained actor you know it's like it's like right but like yeah paulie walnuts was a real life criminal (laughs) yeah Yeah, he did he did like a hell of a lot of time yeah, he took acting classes in prison, so he ended up being an actor. Perfect. Yeah, like Polly Walnuts <laughs> is like the same like uh, mode as like Eddie Bunker or something like that. Like guys who were like legitimate criminals before they got into acting somehow. 
Yeah, if I remember correctly, he like posted like a pro trans thing on his like Instagram, which I was like, you love to see it. But I also thought I saw this really funny picture of him at a Knicks game and it says Michael Imperioli actor, the White Lotus. Which, right. Oh, man, <laughs> I, I, I think that's funny, too. Was it on but, TNT? Uh, I can't tell. It's hard to say. It looks well, like that's the in in screen, the in stadium banner. So is there I think TNT? TNT and HBO are owned by the same parent company. So it's probably one of those things where you go to the game to do promotion. So, what yeah. doesn't Tent Turner own? Yeah. Oh, man. Nothing anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you love to see it. Mark, how are you, man? What's going on? What's what, what's new in your world? Uh, nothing, bud. Just glad the holidays are over finally. And uh, glad to be back at it. And it's cold, been cold and rainy in LA for like two weeks. Yeah, man. You guys got like I, I all my everyone I know in L.A. was having a lot of fun on on Instagram posting nothing but rain for like two weeks. I saw a lot of flooding. That seemed not great. The L.A. River seemed to be like a, a thriving tributary. So that was great and beautiful. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, people weren't doing drag races and like slammed Camaros or whatever that happens in there normally. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's actual water in the LA River. You guys are not the joke. The LA River is like a concrete, like aqueduct. It's always dry. Like if, if you've seen Terminator Two, you know the big, the big yeah, car of chase. If you, yeah, yeah, if you've seen that, or River. if you've played Grand Theft Auto, you know exactly <laughs> what's going on in the LA River. Um, yeah, two nice of the man. most formative things of my adolescence. It's Grand Theft Auto and Terminator Two, <laughs> or Jackass access? too. Yeah, yeah, Jackass. I mean, <laughs> My parents were, I'm sure, never down for me playing Grand Theft Auto, but I seemed to have a lot of access to that game at friends' houses, and I just remember being like, this is, this is, like, I didn't want to set boundaries for myself at that age, but I was like, I shouldn't be playing this game. <laughs> I am. I, uh, also, if 11. we're talking LA River, we have to mention every skate video that's ever, that's true. ever oh, yeah. been You'll in existence. To see it. But, but just to bring it back to Grand Theft Auto for a second, I knew I should never be playing that game in my household, so I just bought it off of eBay so I could kind of bypass that whole ID check thing. Oh. Worked out really well. I didn't – yeah. I, uh, That's the move. That is a good move. I, I mean – my, my parents let me have Halo, so that was cool, and I, I was I was down with that. But I uh, speaking of the LA River, I saw some. <laughs> it was a very a very LA thing. But Jack Wagner or Versace Tamagotchi on Instagram, he uh, always is like filming the most ridiculous things that take place in LA. And he during like this insane rain and the, the LA River being super high, he, he he like was walking alongside the concrete thing, and he like filmed this like influencer style photo shoot that was taking place on what can only be described as the concrete shore of the LA river. And this girl, <laughs> this girl like doing like vacation style influencer posts on the side of the LA river. It was, it was, it was beautiful. You, I, I think nature is definitely healing and I think it's great to see it's taking back. It's taking over. So I'm glad you get to experience that firsthand Mark. That's really nice. And your boy uh, Luca's doing doing pretty well as well. Yeah, yeah. I just finished. Uh, it, I don't know if you guys tell the listeners when you're recording, but it's uh, was it Thursday night? And it's I Thursday. Just watched, I just watched the Warriors lose to the Celtics. Thank God. It's the type of season where everything's so muddled as to root for every other Western Conference team to lose all the time. Even though I kind of like the Warriors. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's I like, saw- God, like I mean, no one cares, but like. 
like we've had four of our top eight guys out for a month and uh then another one got hurt the other night and then christian wood broke his thumb yeah i saw that dunk last night so like even when something really good happens it's fucking awful it's the comedy so, of errors yeah <laughs> oh, God. i saw a yeah. weird stat just kind of talking about how jumbled the western conference is now that the uh the jazz are as close to the three seed as they are the 11th seed <laughs> it's a mess you- man it's, it's like so wild it's a thing that's happening like in the nfl too where it's just like really unclear about like who's Really, really yeah, good. Yeah, there's which, like legitimately like eight teams who could win it all this year. Yeah, it's kind of fun. But uh the I mean the NBA is is such a mess. I went to uh I, I went to the jazz game last week. I I got good, really good seats through my work and uh that was sick. I gotta do the rich people thing for a minute and be a fraud. But um yeah, did, the jazz. Did you get the, the uh, did you get the Toyota Club? Yes, dude. Hell yeah. It's crazy, and that's like the there's the way nicer ones going on. It, it's a whole it's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I the, the person beat. who who yeah. drives a Toyota, but it's something really funny to me about the VIP being named after the ultimate working class car. The one that goes. <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah, the working class car. Like the, how much a a forerunner costs these days is ridiculous. But I will tell you, Mark, it's not just the Toyota Club. It's the Toyota Club presented by Rav Four. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Listen, uh, man. If it was a club of the people, it'd be the Hilux. Some of us drive a 2004 Tundra, and yeah, we embody that working yeah. class persona that's right I, i'm not the uh uh you know uh copy editor for toyota's marketing but shouldn't it be the rav4 club presented by toyota yes yeah, yeah. but it's you not so. that i'm and, pretty sure it's just sponsored and some by of us here car. and some of us here saw rising sun at a really early age and will never drive anything but american so, <laughs> so there <laughs> yeah uh the, the jazz beat the the magic that night and um yeah, just weird. Like, I, I forget, like, how much more of just, like, the the weird little off-the-court things that take place with, like, the bench that you can notice when you're that close. Mm-hmm. I was, like, weirdly close to Danny Ainge, and I watched him crawl over, like, the the GM. Like, you know that, that area that's, like, behind center court where it's, like, a bunch of people that have, like, screens in front of them for some reason? Like, I don't, I don't know what those seats are, but, like, they have their own little, like, tablet where they can, like, watch highlights of the game that they're watching and i don't know what anyway that's where danny ainge sits and i watched him do like a really acrobatic maneuver to crawl over like two rows um and in order to escape so shout out to danny ainge and his agileness at the ripe age of i think 90 but i'm not i'm i'm (laughs) unclear i Um, I was uh yeah i love like that's the best thing about a lot of sports you can see stuff that the cameras don't look like the interpersonal stuff like yeah probably the highlight of my sports fan existence was right before i moved to l.a uh, was the year the Mavs won the title, and I was at the Mother's Day game in two, uh, in 2011 when we won Game Four and finished sweeping the Lakers. Yes, and just mm-hmm. like it was the last game Phil Jackson ever coached, and he didn't stand up the whole second half. He did utterly given up. Kobe's body language so awful, he quit the third quarter. It was amazing, and I was like, that, that TV cameras don't have that stuff. I, I, just, I just watched Phil and Jackson sit there it. sad. Yeah, <laughs> this is how I remembered that Jason Terry was an assistant for the Utah Jazz was actually being oh, that yeah. close because I was like, is that the Jason Terry, <laughs> the Jet <laughs> baby, the Jet? I need somebody on the Jazz to actually like hit a three and do like an homage to the Jet, dude. I mm. I would love that, but I I also like not only was he. 
like he wasn't in like the, the the timeout assistant coaches and coaches huddle. He was like just hanging out with Mike Conley. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay, like I guess this makes sense. Like, um, I mean, they are the same age. Yeah, they. I I think so. It's really it's hard to tell. I, I, I know this is a basketball podcast, so you can feel free to cut this out. But like, what the hell are the Jazz doing? <laughs> we don't. No one knows really. All right, I think it's vibes, man. It's all just vibes. I think honestly, and that's all I care about. Like last yeah. year, the, last year was so miserable that like the only expectations I have, and I think I speak for the majority of jazz fans when I say that, like, we just want good vibes. Yeah. And like, at least we have that. And like, I mean, yeah, but you can, like, but you can Danny have Andrew, your fun. Yeah. yeah. Danny <laughs> Andrew Lee, like, like, he really pulled some magic with the the like amount of talent he was able to get in those two trades for Rudy and Donovan, and like they just simply have too many NBA level guys, especially yeah. with Lowry Markin and taking an All Star leap, that they're mm-hmm. not they're not bad enough to completely fail. Like they're like their their ceiling is still above the bottom five in the Western Conference. So yeah, I, I know, but like look. He, you can do both at the same time. First of all, you've had your fun. You're one. You're one game back to the Mavericks. You're literally. What are you sixth place in the, in the West yeah. right now? Yeah. You know. You know that Kessler and Markin are keepers. Uh, you know that Jordan Clarkson's 35, right? <laughs> right. He'll uh, never so, retire. Yeah. So you can do both. You do first half for the vibes, second half for the tank. You know, like just. Like, I think. I can almost guarantee you that uh, a month from now, this Utah Jazz roster will be different. Yeah, yeah. I'm That's not really sure what, what that is. I don't. I don't know for. if they go with the youth movement or who gets moved. There are lots of rumors circling the the mill, but I don't. All you I do, do know. Tank, I do like, know that that like trades are going to happen. I can almost yeah. guarantee that. For sure, but like you have a decent shot because you're the Wolves pick too. You could have two fucking awesome lottery picks in right. in an epic draft. That chance is not going to come around again. You'd be like, okay, well, well, we'll just get a draft pick next year, and then our number one pick will be like some bum. Like, was it that guy that the Cleveland Cavaliers drafted? He's out of the league. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I think I would feel I would feel differently if the Jazz's cupboards weren't completely stocked. Yeah, and like I think you make a really valid point in that. This is looking like it's going to be a generational draft, um, which I would love to go all in for. I just don't – I just think like when you got a guy like Lowry Markinen and, and other guys, like they're just going to like fall asleep and win you, you know, 10, 15 games more this season. Dude, and I it, saw something that was like the Jazz are paying Lowry Markinen and Walker Kessler a combined like $20 million over the next like yes. two or three years. I was like – I don't know, you come work. off you come off the heels out of like the the mega max we gave to Rudy. <laughs> like it's amazing. It's well, just crazy. I mean, to draw parallels here, like I think the Jazz can kind of do a lot of things with like all the picks they picked up from the Gobert <laughs> and Mitchell trades. Yeah. They're they're more in like the position like Jimmy Johnson had after he moved uh former future senator of Georgia, Herschel Walker <laughs> to, the, to the Vikings. But <laughs> so I think yeah. they I, I'm just telling you, like, like, okay, look at like Conley's thirty, whatever, Clarkson's thirty, whatever. Something I think about a lot as a Mavs fan, right? Right. Is the Mavs have essentially set out the draft for the last fifteen years, and like outside of Luca and Jalen Brunson, who I don't even want to fucking talk about, the the last good draft pick we who made it to a second contract for the Mavericks was I think Josh Howard in two thousand three or something. Oh right. wow. Um. So like Jazz every year, great. 
every year everyone's getting the draft gets better and better and better and better and better. Like every year there's like 20 guys coming to the league who would have been all-stars in the nineties. And our roster is mostly guys around 30. So you see the problem with that, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm saying like, you, you, now's the time to, you know, yeah, I, I'm all I, in. I think I, I, yeah. I would trade the vets and just go in on development. Like you're playing with house money right now. Mm-hmm. So um, at that game I went to, I started to notice that uh, I was seeing a lot of Delta stuff around the stadium. Um, oh, God. <laughs> okay. So the next day, it, it had been rumored like the days leading up to that game. And then the Jazz played a back-to-back. And the second uh, half of that back-to-back, um, earlier in the day, they were it was rumored that they were going to announce that the uh, – the Vivint Arena, the Larry H. Miller Court at Vivint Arena, all of it was going to be renamed back to the Delta Center, which I just want to make it clear. I had I had positive feelings about. It. I was like, yeah, okay, that's that's pretty good. We went from Delta Center to Energy Solutions Arena, which was a company that's just like burying uranium in the desert, I think is my understanding. The top is my favorite. Yep. So we were literally, <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's kind of been a thing where uh, companies around here take control of stadiums and name them after they're uh, really, you know, we Question. had that Rio Tinto, but yes, Mark. So usually naming rights are like front facing corporations mm-hmm. who have to market to the public. Right? That's right. So are we, are, can I, as a citizen, pay this company to bury uranium in the desert for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's entirely unclear uh, whose energy they are solutionizing, but I think... Right, invest now. Stocks are doing great. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I think Energy Solutions went out of business and the Department of Energy had to pretty much take over for them. So <laughs> that, would have been, that would have been incredible. The yeah. Utah Jazz Arena brought to you by the Department of Energy. That would have been awesome. Uh, yeah. The, the league still crypto.com, so yeah. Hell yes. And then of course we went to uh we went to Vivint Smart Home Arena. Vivint, of course, is uh primarily a solar company. Uh, but they started doing smart home stuff. So of course we had that really lengthy name. It was renamed to Vivint Arena. Now in a return to form. Uh you can buy your vintage merch at the te- Utah Jazz team store. You can buy an eighty dollar hoodie with a Delta, an eighty dollar Delta, Delta hoodie. on it. You, you know um, the thing that gets to me about this all is like as a 10-year-old, I used to see Delta and think like, oh, wow, that's the that's the airline that sponsors the jazz arena. But now that I'm a man in my 30s, I just see that now and go like, oh, wow, that's the airline that's lost two of my bags and accidentally destroyed a third. <laughs> the problem yeah, is like the, uh, air travel is so bad is that like I have had the best experiences with Delta despite the bad experiences. So like yeah. uh, as somebody who – primarily flies delta this is just a massive day for me and all of my all of my friends here in the salt lake valley who were apparently ready to go to war over a corporate sponsorship so um, they were calling calling for beat writers jobs over a company that spent all of last year price gouging and union busting i just have to yeah delta also had the one that the the famous uh you don't like instead of your union dues you could buy a ps5 or whatever right exactly um they were <laughs> Great company. Um, but yeah, so this, like, again, this is something that I initially had positive feelings about um, until, like, 
literally there was a press conference that was held where like the CEO of Delta came in wearing the worst Air Force Ones you've ever seen in your entire life, <laughs> where one was, I think, airbrushed by uh, some kind of stencil um, to be Delta themed. The other one was jazz themed. And they gave a press conference alongside our beautiful bald governor, uh, Spencer Cox. We love to see it. And the mayors of our respective counties and cities. And they announced this this uh, partnership. But I will also – I wanted to mention that uh, Ryan Smith gave what was a, a, a rousing story that really got the emotions high. He started this out by saying, I was at a gas station this morning and a grown man came up to me in tears because the memories came back. <laughs> it's the same building. And it, and at that moment, I realized – I was like, any positive feelings I had, I was like, I, it's not worth it. If there Listen, are grown – I know the story wasn't real, but if there are grown men crying over the this corporate naming rights of, of a stadium, I, it's just too much. It's not worth it. Like, you, had, it you had at a press conference – the governor of the state, the mayor of the city, the CEO of Delta, and all the and all the major players for the Jazz. The only reason that should happen is if a plane flew into the arena. <laughs> if somebody 9-11 the arena. <laughs> that should not happen for a multi-year oh naming deal. Oh, it's so weird. But who it, can remember? I mean, who could forget the halcyon days of watching a pedophile and a QAnon guy in an arena named after an airline. I mean, like, why? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, great. You had those great memories of 92 to 98. I don't see anyone, like, lionizing the 99 to 2006 years. Literally the only thing I felt about this was I was like, well, this – might be a positive development in that maybe flights I book are going to be cheaper for some reason. That's like, I was, uh, that's what I'm hopeful for. Um, but, and like the only thing that I think one of the benefits is like, there are signs, uh, around the city that they just failed to take down because I don't, they didn't yeah. care to, no one does the jobs that still say Delta center. So they've just come all the way back around 15 yeah. years I mean, later. It's, it's a big, it's a big day for all of us who never stopped calling at the Delta center. It's huge. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's yeah. a great day for all of us who have like borderline dementia from just being online every day. Yeah, Mark. <laughs> we just can't intake new information. So, you know, yeah. we just revert back to our 2006 selves. And listen, so, I would say. Just want to like uh, live, you sort of mentally live back in, in days that stocked in a Malone pick and roll, which now is pick up a 14 year old and roll Hillary into Gitmo. There you go. Oh, let's go. <laughs> oh, no. Get him. Yeah, yeah so. I would say another bad thing if Delta brings back Biscoff cookies. Ooh, are they not do? I, I I can't eat them. But are they not doing Biscoff anymore? I, I, I don't know. The last the last I flight I was on did not have any, and I was very what? upset. You got screwed because the last I know flight I, I was on had them. I had yeah. great. one to grow up at Christmas. Yeah, Ugh, fuck. And I think they're doing free Wi-Fi on planes now, so you can save five bucks. Um, but I, I, I should say also that Mark, you probably didn't notice it cause it was a very Utah thing that was going on, but there was an absolute battle online over, over the responses to this where I, I read this, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I, I like that name better than anything we've had since then. And that I thought that was like a, a, a very positive thing, but it turns out there was toxic, toxic positivity. And one of our beat writers, ex, uh, expressed 
wow, people are getting really worked over, worked up over this. I don't see what the big deal is. And people started calling for him to be fired from people his uh, jazz beat writing fucking job. minds. People Dude, they were turned so into Rick, like, like Jordan, like you and I were talking about, like they were turning into Rick and Morty fans. Yeah. Like this is like the same <laughs> amount of like tenacity, like Rick and Morty fans had when they didn't have the Szechuan sauce. And they were ready McDonald's. to firebomb every McDonald's. Yes, like, exactly. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, people were like, yeah, ready to pick up their pitchforks and head over to the Salt Lake Tribune. I'm pickle like, pissed. This re- this relates to the main topic and I, that we're going to talk about a little bit. And I don't know if I'm supposed to tip it or whatever. That's fine. Um, but Go like, ahead. there's like this attachment to like commercial products and brands. It like reveals like a fundamental hollowness in American culture that's yeah. like really interesting mm-hmm. to me. It's like brands are religions now, and I like I like yeah. I like Adidas. Their shoes are comfortable. I'm not going to yeah. the government outlawed. I'm not going to go join a militia over it. Yeah. <laughs> we now know that like if you're stepping the line between the the naming rights of the the jazz arena and those who are uh, tepidly curious about why people are so upset about it, there are many people who will join that militia. Yeah, and, I'm just uh, I'm just people fired over it. Yeah, it was, if you if you openly say that you don't like the jersey patch for your team or something, you might get a brick through your window. Yeah, <laughs> and you would deserve know. it because you didn't pay reverence to Qualtrics or whatever. I'm just imagining Mark now the second that it, like Adidas is banned in America is just joining the Azov Battalion in Ukraine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just just yeah, hanging out in Kiev uh, in like a full Adidas uh, tracksuit. Yeah, it, Russian troops seem pretty easy to kill. I'm not, I, 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 I might, that might be the easiest job in the world right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like in a in a tangentially related blast from the past, uh, the Millers are still imposing their influence. Uh, the Millers, former owners of the Utah Jazz, I, they're still minority owner owners, I guess. Yeah. Um, they have a pretty small stake in the Jazz at this point. Um, basically they re- relinquished their ownership after one, after Larry died, but Gail initially had put the jazz in a blind trust and then realized her kids are all idiots. So she decided to sell it before they could. It's the coolest and episode of succession yet. I, I mean, it's kind of funny where she was like, this is the jazz are staying here forever. I put blind trust. Uh, and then she's like, I actually don't even trust my kids lineage about like a hundred years from now. So I'm just dealing with this now before they can. Well, shit, if you've seen her kids, like I would make that same assessment too. Like that's the same look that like a tiger gives its young before it eats them. So <laughs> just watch so they, that, uh, watch that undercover boss episode with, uh, oh Greg Miller. Lord. It's it's unbelievable. It's not, it's not what you want. Um, so yeah, so they they they're minority owners in the jazz, but they they have owned and still currently own the Salt Lake Bees, the uh, AAA baseball team in Salt Lake, and uh, built the stadium using a gigantic Salt Lake City tax break in the ballpark neighborhood, which of course became named the ballpark neighborhood because of the stadium that they built. Um, and it's a great stadium. Uh, it's been there for at least the baseball has been played in that in that exact location in uh, pre, you know previous iterations of of the ballpark itself for I don't know Jordan how many years ninety years damn near a century I think since yeah. nineteen twenty seven yeah so uh, basically what's happened is is that developers are going to be developers and they've decided to move the location of where the bees play they're they're taking them out of the ballpark neighborhood out of this historic ballpark and they're building a new ballpark out at the 
gigantic uh, development in the suburbs called Daybreak, out my direction. They're moving to Mayoville. That they own. So it's yeah. important to note that Larry H. Miller, or the, the Larry H. Miller group, bought all of Daybreak, uh, I can't remember, two years ago, and basically have just been preparing for this exact thing because moving it out to Daybreak increases the value of all of the other stuff that they own in Daybreak. It's a, yeah, it's a way it to always going to happen. It's a way to keep housing costs up as well as cost of living in an area like, especially now that they're seeing like a little bit of dip in in housing prices. Like this is sure. a way to kind of uh, protect that investment, and it's nothing else. And like what we're going to see in the ballpark is we're going to see like just developers be the vultures that they are. Whoa, and whoa, like, whoa. Greg. The mayor's got plans. She has that $30,000 prize if you come up with the best idea to build over a, over a local landmark. Is that right. really – are they really offering a prize? Yeah, that's what Mendenhall said. Like if you give Wait, us Can you remind me what, uh, what the mayor's husband does for a living? Oh, he's a developer. Yeah. Also, most of her donors are developers. So basically everything that's happened here has just been to appease development. Uh, and as someone who will live closer to this new stadium, this isn't something I would be in favor of just be, I mean, this is literally just moving money around to, pr- to protect investments mm-hmm. and, um, they can point to, and like, I've seen like people on the right, Spencer Cox being somebody who's engaged with like these ideas of, be- of being like the city failed the ballpark neighborhood, which is why they had to move the stadium or the, the, the team out of that, that area. And oh. Well, I the mean, thing about it is, like, this is the exact like identical arguments you had from the Braves to move out of Atlanta yep. to Cobb County. Right. Like, it's the like, oh, well, it's, there's just so much crime in Atlanta when like bullshit. It's not really. It's fucking white flight. Let's just it, call it what it is. It is like it's to get closer to a more affluent client base that yeah. you can get more money out of. Well, and, and I mean, we're in this weird state where like. You know, they can point to the, the like what people will say is like the failure of the city or, or whatever. But like, you know, the the issues that we see in the ballpark neighborhood are not unique at all to the ballpark neighborhood. It's something that we've right. just seen in every city uh, across the country because this is uh, it's it's literally a failure of capitalism that we're seeing everywhere. But in order to just, again, protect these investments, they can point to that and be like, oh, uh, you know, all these problems that we've created it's your fault, and now we're taking our uh, the money and the investment out of it. So when I when uh, um, <clears throat> in Dallas, I was a reporter for a newspaper, right? And uh, they, I worked in Arlington, which is a suburb between Dallas and Fort Worth. It's where the Cowboys and the Rangers play. And uh, this, when they were trying to build the new Cowboys Stadium, they currently play in. And part of the campaign to get taxpayers to fund it was talking about bringing down crime. And that was a euphemism for knocking down a bunch of poor people's houses to build yeah. it. And this is coming off the heels of a, when they, they built it right next door to the new Rangers stadium, which was built when George W. Bush owned it, mm-hmm. owned it. He put up 1% of the money. Um, but the team became 10 times more valuable because they built the new stadium, which is how he made his money. And to give him a tip, all this future, when he became governor, all of his you know investors let him take 10% of the profits from the sale, even though, again, he only put up 1% of the money. So he, that's how he, he, George W. Bush got rich. But anyway... Um, that public-private partnership that that uh, used eminent domain to take the land to build the ballpark got sued by a bunch of people who won, but they never got paid because the the, the public-private partnership got abolished, and the 
team said, no, that was a government entity. They owe you the money. And the government said, no, that was a private entity. They owe you the money. So it's just a hollow victory. So there you go. That's how America works. Man, isn't, isn't just our system just like one big three-card Monty game? <laughs> yeah. And, and like what's so annoying to me is like <laughs> – you know, they move this stadium 30 minutes away from where it currently is, and then they can point to, you know, the issues that are going on in that, that neighborhood and say, look, it's the city's fault. It's the blue city's fault or moving it to like a red area or whatever. It's 30 minutes away. Like these are failings of this entire system. It's not the faint. I mean, there are there are things that the city does to exacerbate and make things worse. 100 percent. But like the. The solutions that would that they would impose thirty minutes away on that issue are no different, or would be potentially worse than what they're doing in the city. You know, like it's not like the people right here have a, a, a much better solution to deal with like the homelessness crisis, uh, other than I mean, quite literally, like just imprisoning them or killing them. Like that's 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 the, the policy solution, and so it's so fucking annoying to see them be like, oh yeah, this is a failing of the people over there, if we would just do my idea, which is just put them all in prison, like things would be way better. Like it's, it's disgusting. Like this is this whole thing. We've all like, this is just a reflection on this entire thing that we've imposed on everyone. And it's all of this and it's everyone. Yeah. It's uh, it's Paris Hilton in the middle of the club wearing a tank top that says stop being poor. Yeah. (laughs) It's, yeah, but I mean, 100%. like the even the blue city. Let's just take a look at Salt Lake City, for example. The reason why there are actually homeless encampments in the city and why there is actually people that can even have poverty is because there's actually an infrastructure in the city to actually make sure they don't die. Right. Like, right. and not even like a good existence, just enough to keep no. them alive. It's literally like the thinnest thing, and it's like, oh yeah, you know, it's it's failed policies of 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 Los Angeles or whatever. It's like, Oh yeah. Because there's the slimmest little safety net where they, there's actual services that exist that like, like you said, Jordan, keep them from not dying that don't exist elsewhere. But because that little sliver of social safety net exists, all of a sudden that's a reflection on how they're like encouraging, you know, debauchery or whatever. Like it's so disgusting, man. I fucking hate how this country talks about this thing. It's Oh, absolutely. And like in the Deseret News this week too, like they had um, an article about a woman who died on the streets of Provo this last week. Right. Yes. And they said this woman was, (laughs) she may have been homeless, but she was loved. And it's about a woman who died on the streets of of Provo. Just one of the most abhorrent articles I've ever seen. I I, I read that and I I honestly just saw red. Like I, I I couldn't stand it. And the thing that gets me about this development and all that too, they're going to make out of the ballpark is too, they're going to, it's going to be urban renewal again or reinvestment or whatever they're calling it this week, which is essentially just another, another code word for we're bringing in white businesses. Dude, you know what well, it's, it's going to, it, oh, fuck man. Sorry. You know it's gonna be, it, no, it's just going to, it's going to be fucking yoga studios that are going to charge $250 a month. It's going to be some bullshit restaurant named like Hawthorne and Hemlock. <laughs> Yeah, that and- like like that that serves like bullshit American affair and charges twenty four dollars for like a cast iron skillet of like bacon and Brussels sprouts and like yeah. two thousand dollar condos called like the Leviathan. Or so something. I know this wasn't uh, we we've, we've talked about this for too long. We <laughs> this is episode's gonna go long. Sorry, uh, <laughs> and like we didn't plan on ranting this long about this thing. But like, I'm so if mad you about if you it. look at every single building that's being built downtown. Just look at the at the architecture because they're all the exact same. They 
there's like, you know, the, the business thing at the bottom, but then there's like three levels. And then there's like an area where the pool is that's elevated above the street. So they don't have to like, it's not like part of the, of like what's taking mm-hmm. place at the street, but it's like above it. Every single one is exactly like that. And that's exactly what's going to end up with the ballpark. Mm-hmm. going to tear it down. It's going to be another luxury apartment building that has the exact same design where it's a big C shape. There's a pool in the middle and it's <laughs> elevated. So like they and don't actually have to see and what's it's going to have the below. worst like two tone siding on it ever. And they're going to call <sighs> it right. some bullshit like the beehive to make wait. it like some sort of yeah. homage to the ballpark. And then yeah, like, stuff, uh, it, yeah. this stuff drives me insane. Like, like the, the, about homelessness. Cause like I hear it all the time. Cause if you scratch a California liberal, you'll uncover a fascist in like two seconds. Yeah, absolutely. And there's like, there's like, it's a bunch of bullshit to obfuscate a very simple choice. There's two basic solutions to homelessness. The first is you move them towards housing, right? And you, that's, a, that's a variety of different approaches and, and you know, uh, depending on their personal situation, whether it be uh, mental health care, social services, maybe help them get a job or just give them a house. Maybe, they, they're, maybe they're perfectly fine for not having a house or just broke. The other one is just euthanizing them. And anything yeah. that isn't one is a slow motion version of two. Yep. And it's 100%. just like, pick your fucking thing. hundred <laughs> percent, dude. Move yeah, towards and, housing or fucking argue for killing them. Say what you and, mean. And in every place, no matter political leaning or anything like two, the, the answer to homelessness is that slow motion number two. But yeah. also it's a bunch of city redevelopment agencies or states just giving loans to developers to build just enough housing to make it seem just enough affordable housing to make it seem like they're actually doing something about it. Mm-hmm. But the only problem is you can't capitalism yourself out of this problem too, because those developers want to make money. They're not going to just, they're not going to build themselves out of profit. Like, are you out of your mind? What makes you think that you can, you can talk them into hating money because, and, and that's the problem with, with public partnerships or that too, is you have to coax them into a permanent solution that will destroy their industry. And they won't do that. Mm. And so that's why like you have to remove the profit element of housing in order to make it work for a permanent solution. Anything other than that is like this. Yeah. Anything other than that is just bullshit. I'm just going to put the icing on the cake of all of this before we move on. And that (laughs) is like, I think the, the thing that's still like just remains at the back of my mind when anybody talks about, you know, like development and, homelessness and you know how they kind of go hand in hand in the city is that when uh we all found out that the road home the like one of the very few homeless shelters in salt lake city was bulldozed to make more fucking condos (laughs) it's it's so fucking insane man and to build more shelters that have less space and right can't house enough people well that was fully depressing jordan do you want to hit the drop yeah, let's <laughs> fuck, man. Oh boy. Oh boy. Welcome to oh hell. Boy. Pig news. Oh boy. Pig news. That usually right. brings a smile to my face. <laughs> I feel it nothing today. Laugh, I'm gonna, I'm just I'm going to go through these pretty quickly because yeah. we are running let's long. So, I'll just I'll basically just read through them and then we can talk about them for just a second. But uh hell line number 1 
small government strikes again. So today, the Utah Senate heard SB 16, a bill that bans bottom surgery for trans youth, along with banning top surgery and breast reduction, which may be medically indicated. And uh, Governor Cox said he's not planning to veto the bill, stating that the approach is reasonable to put a pause on things while researching the science on surgeries on minors. And another one of the big kickers is that this same legislature uh, vetoed a bill. Um, what is it that would have banned teenage cis girls from getting breast implants? <laughs> um, also, they uh, in that bill too it uh, bans puberty blockers too, which are fully yeah. irreversible. But you know that doesn't matter. Um, yeah, just the latest iteration. Of- Spencer Cox has been putting up uh, signals for this exact thing that he was gonna always gonna do for like a while. Um, he's referred to, you know, the just asking, asking the trans question people online and, uh, positively retweeting their stuff, uh, for like the last year about this exact thing about like, mm-hmm. oh, we just don't know enough. So of course, uh, you know, it's, it's easy to, um, to learn more about something when you just outright ban it. So yeah, it's great stuff. There is that it definitely seems like they're interested in, in trying to learn more and just ask questions and just learn about the impact when they just do an outright ban. Um, so yeah, great stuff there all around really honest work from Spencer Cox yet again, and uh, completely unsurprising stuff from our state legislature yet again, already yeah. on their Like, what is this? Like the fifth day in session or no, it's like a third day in yeah. session. The, and like, let, let it be known. This is a bill that is absolutely <laughs> going to be passed either later oh, yeah. tonight or tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. Uh, my uh, very uneducated uh, uh, opinion is that like uh, very few young people get bottom surgery anyway. So just yep. have fun banning it, guys. Go ahead. Who cares? But like, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, like it's the puberty blockers that are the real thing too right, because yeah. like yeah. what those do is they stop development of like of like sexual characteristics that are right. – if you're trans, yeah. it's not what you want because that's an even harder time transitioning when you're an adult. Right. So yeah. by doing this, you're just torturing them even further. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah. It, it's it's despicable because once again, like puberty blockers are completely reversible too. So even if you decide that you want to detransition or anything, you just go through puberty once you stop taking them. Like right. that's it. Yeah. But that's yeah. that's too much to ask for these people because you know they're just you know what they're trying to do is they're just trying to make it essentially absolutely impossible to transition, especially if you're young. They just want you to go away. Yep. yep. It's, it's like <laughs> some of these states have passed like tr- trans youth sports bills in, but they only like they, they including look Utah. Only, they can only find one kid in the whole state who remotely qualified. It's just yeah. like yep. fuck, literally fuck Utah. One specific kid bill. It's like it'd be like if Utah passed a bill, it's like uh, we got to stop people from doing naked squats in their garage in front of a mirror. Just it's like the, the fuck Greg act or something. We literally, <laughs> yeah, we, we literally just had a guy. I, I at least, uh, were, murder I, his I, I entire at least put on family. some tights. Yeah, like, right. we just like we literally just had a guy murder his entire family after having previously been reported for child abuse by his daughter to the police yeah. like two years prior. Um, yeah, let's see if any legislation comes out of that. I, yeah. you know, kind of doubting. And, and also to speak to that one too, Kyle, SB 100 is also going through right now. And that's Todd Weiler's bill about how schools have to open their record books to if there's any, been any changes to pronouns or gender identification <laughs> on student records. Awesome. 
which is, you know, another great thing. Cause you know, guys like the family annihilator will, I'm sure we'll take that really easily. Yeah. That whole thing about like, it's, it's always like parents are the end all be all of every single question, no matter what. Um, yeah, it always plays out positively. I think we learned that one the really easy way so far. Uh, great stuff all around. Parents are always in the right, no matter what. hundred yeah. percent. Especially in this state too, where like school might be the only safe space for some of these kids. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sweet. Good stuff. God, Focused damn, on the right we're just, things. We're just going to end I'm, up just I'm driving a, off a cliff off of I'm this heated, one, aren't we? Sorry. <laughs> it's, right. wild. Hell it's wild how uh, the, uh, these people can flip so fast because part of the – one of these crazy conservatives, their arguments about school closures was that it was a conspiracy by liberals to close schools because school was the only safe place where they weren't being molested at home. Yeah. And they – <laughs> oh was somebody, a bunch of them literally argued that and now they're like the parents should be in charge it's, it's like okay whatever. great stuff all, all right. right hell line number two it just keeps getting better so this is from marissa cabas or cabas i don't know how to what, how to pronounce that anyway a reporter from msnbc new i spoke by phone with eula richard a brazilian drag queen who was friends with george santos when he lived near rio she said everyone knew him as anthony never george or by his drag name katara and confirms this photo is from a 2008 drag show at uh i Akari, I'm butchering that. Akari Beach in Brazil. Brazil. It was yeah. in Brazil. So <laughs> this also came out simultaneously with a story of him uh, basically stealing money from a dog's GoFundMe yeah. <laughs> and no, no. then letting the dog it was, die. It was a disabled yeah. veteran's dog too. So Yeah, exactly. It was amazing. a disabled veteran's service dog, <laughs> which is an amazing spin on it too. Like, you know what? I love him. I don't – he's, he's a really Danny, like, okay. he's, he's a Danny McBride character. But this has led to NBC New York with a fantastic headline, the, the two things we just mentioned. George Santos, I am not a drag queen. I didn't let a dog die. That's just an <laughs> exceptional headline. But, yeah, so this my story – Et cetera, et cetera. So – Apparently, for most of his professional life, he went by Anthony. His full name is George Anthony DeVolder Santos. Yeah. All right. Uh, he also would go by Zabrowski occasionally, which I guess is his maternal, the, the grandma that allegedly Is that like the Jew-ish thing he yeah. was talking about? And, and his friend said he went by Zabrowski when he did the GoFundMes because he said Jews would give more money. So that's <laughs> oh his Yeah, Anderson he, Cooper interviewed his former roommate and he was like, you know, yeah, he told me about this. He's like, I lived with this guy and his mom and his mom was like, oh yeah, he just lies all the time. And then he's like, yeah, he did the Jew thing for GoFundMe money. <laughs> it's like, he I'm not going to do the voice. I promise I so, won't. Thank he you. Went by, he went by Anthony DeVolder, where apparently he was doing fine, I guess. And then George Santos, if you can follow, if you go by his public story, he said two knee replacements from his star volleyball career at, at a place where he didn't go to college. He's had a brain tumor that he killed with radiation. He's got chronic bronchitis and some other breeding condition. He also lost his grandmother in the Holocaust. His mom on 9-11. 9-11, yes. employees, the pulse shooting. So what I'm saying is Anthony DeVolder had a good life. George Santos is the unluckiest motherfucker I've ever met in my Dude, entire he's life. <laughs> he is he's the real life. Back. He is the real life Forrest Gump. Yes. 
She's the force of a bad shit. Like it's <laughs> yes. like if, if, any, if, anything, if, any, if any disease or bad thing, he's got like a weird like what is it? Munch, he's got Munchausen, Munchausen syndrome, syndrome for like public events. It's crazy. <laughs> That's All right. awesome. I feel like he just has the biggest like humiliation kink on the planet. And he is just enjoying the ride so much right now. Because oh, I, I, I can't fathom how this could be any other story besides that. Just like, oh, no, you found another thing out about me? That's terrible. Whoopsie doodle. He, he had a bad check scheme from, uh, if you guys worked out those on podcasts, you can stop me. But like he had apparently written a bunch of bad checks in Brazil yeah. before he fled to the U.S. And they had dropped the case because they couldn't find him until he got elected to Congress. Then they reopened the go. Oh, that's where that guy is. So he's might end up extradited to fucking Brazil because he fucked him up and won a congressional election. <laughs> All you had to do was not run for Congress and your life would be fine. It's so funny. All right. Here's another real big piece of shit. Uh, Hellline number three. That's not what we meant by shoot your shot. So from NBC News, losing GOP candidate arrested in string of shootings in New Mexico Democrats' homes. Albuquerque <laughs> police announced the arrest of Solomon Pena and said that he expressed anger over his loss in November and alleged that election fraud had played a role. Pena is accused of conspiring with and paying four men to carry out shootings at the Albuquerque area homes of two uh Bernalillo County commissioners and, and two state legislatures. Brian's going to kill me for butchering that. Uh, Albuquerque <laughs> police said no one was hurt in the shootings. Uh, Pena lost his state house challenge to incumbent Democrat Miguel P. Garcia, uh, 74 to 26 percent. That's that's the great thing there, too, is like, they're, yeah. You can do some fraud, maybe claim a little bit more if it's like between like two to three percentage points. If 48%. you got waxed by 50, you, no, you, you can't do that. Like you can't go yeah. on like a rampage because you just got routed. Like you got boat raced in the election. Yeah. Like this is this TC, TCU complaining about the refs in their beginning against Georgia. <laughs> this is listen, this is, if this guy is like MAGA Jesse Smollett. <laughs> Listen, you know, if 15, 20 plays went the other way, we're right back in it. (laughs) We're right back in it. uh, This dumb motherfucker paid guys to do these shootings, but the whole point of paying someone to do like, like the hire, hire a killer. So you have an alibi, so you don't get caught. Right. He drove with them to the houses to shoot in his own fucking car and also texted them the plans for the shooting. (laughs) This has to be, this is the final season of Better Call Saul. (laughs) <laughs> this is like um i mean that's a great way to get a conspiracy charge and also just attempted murder on top of it too like so amazing. you somehow managed to do both like you're only supposed to do one and like at the very least each one's like 25 anyway he, and you you just managed to double it he he went to the shooting uh getting rid of his alibi but his gun jammed so he didn't even get a shot off so he showed up for the fucking crime while the other guy did it and then just just hung out <laughs> And they're like, like I hate making a lot of this because like one of the some of the shots went through like one of the politicians' kids' bedrooms and like oh, this shit's Jesus bad. Christ. But what the yeah. fuck, man? <laughs> it's yeah. just so ridiculous. It's, oh my hell! It uh, reminds me of like, do you follow that story about the guy in Boston who apparently killed his wife? They haven't found her body yet, but he googled all the ways to give it to her body. Yes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. he was like googling like formaldehyde. How long does it take to a body to stink? How do I get rid of a body? How do I? 
He Googled, how do you get rid of a body if you really need to? And that killed me because like, how is if you really need to change in the Google result? It's like, it's like, it's like telling Google, come on, this is serious, man. <laughs> the motherfucking Ask Jeeves killer. <laughs> He's using chat GPT asking for the best ways to dispose of a body. Yeah, you should have asked John Wayne Gacy, the chat GPT, in a bit of a H.H. Holmes, how did you get rid of bodies? Yeah, the video of them in the courtroom where they're reading the search warrant affidavit where they're oh. talking through these search results and you can see it dawning on his face that he's a fuck. He's like, wait, am I a fucking idiot? Like, is that- <laughs> Dude, that's it. Like, I can only imagine that's like when uh, like the big reveal in the Alex Jones case where they, they told him that he had all the text messages that he had, <sighs> like his lawyer had sent them to the, uh, the prosecutor. Yeah. Oh, man, I can only imagine awesome. it's like that moment, like amplified even higher. The, mm. the, the Massachusetts court thing scared the shit out of me because, like, my wife's a klutz, and but also I've Googled a bunch of shit like that for like script and joke research. Sure. And I'm like, <laughs> I, if, my wa- if my wife falls in a well, I'm going oh. to fucking jail. And, <laughs> so I've got to like chip her like she's a dog. So I can at least <laughs> you've, got, you've got GPS on her at all times. <laughs> I mean, I get that too, just because like I Google weird things at 2 a.m. just because I'm curious about oh, things too. Like, if, if my wife disappears, Appears to I'm in the same boat. It's like uh, I'm a normal Googler. I just have to say, Mark's I, wife, there's a lot of good from the LA River right now. <laughs> there's a lot of good WikiHow articles out there. Okay, I'm sorry if I look at some of them and the most, some of them may be yeah. incriminating. Right. The most damning thing about me is my TikTok feed. Greg, go. All right, last one. Hellline number four. Another another idiot. Uh, Hellline number four, Patrick Ewing has been traded to the Seattle Supersonics. <laughs> so this is an, an exclusive from Mark A. Caputo, who is an NBC News digital reporter. Donald Trump is preparing for his return to Facebook and Twitter. Today, his campaign sent a letter asking to get back on Facebook, and his team has been working on his first tweet and possible timing. Who cares? Uh, yeah, I, I, it's I like, stopped caring about like Donald Trump a while ago. He lost. I mean, he lost his fastball. We're never getting another washed-up psycho, Bat Midler, unless I, he's like, unless he's like writing obituaries for people. It's it's not funny. Like it's just not great. No, I, I will be interested to see how it plays though, because I don't think people in general, because he's been sort of a deep platform or whatever, realized how much crazier he's gotten. Um, like he's he's retweeting like QAnon, retruthing or whatever, like three hundred yeah. QAnon counts a day. Yeah. So like he's gone fully off the fucking deep end. Yeah, um, true. I mean, the problem is with again with all of these apps, and I will also say Twitter is an absolute nightmare right now. This la- this latest change that they've done <laughs> has made it completely unusable. I hate this app. The for you following thing, it sucks. It's so bad. Um, so shout out to the, to Elon for that one. But like the problem is with all these apps that aren't Twitter is that there's no, there's not enough friction. And with truth social, with parlor, with all of these like segmented, uh, apps away from the main, the main thing, there's not enough friction. So of course there's, there's desire to come back because Trump, like you go to truth social, good, just go to his truths on truth social and just go to the replies and see what's in there and think and, and, Ask yourself if you, if you think that's fun for anyone to just see the same dog shit Trump memes over and over and over and over and over again. And the QAnon accounts, it's boring. It's just it's a it's a circle jerk. They're preaching to the choir. He's got to come back to Twitter to try to get 
I mean, I've, I don't think it's unrelated that he's lost a lot of uh, a lot of the heat since he's he's been gone. It's because, you know, he's just posting away into Truth Social into the void, and it doesn't mean anything. So he's got to get that feeling back, that spark back, because he's really lost a step just preaching to his own little fans. It's it's that, it's really too bad. And I think like at the same point too, like it's going to be the same problem that Elon had in the last few weeks too, where you can only chat up the chuds so many times before you get sick of it too and then right, at that totally. point when you stop doing that like they'll turn on you as well like i mean like that's what yeah. elon's seeing with like cat turd 2 and all that too is <laughs> yep. like you stop responding to me now all of my engagements are weighed down what's going on i thought this was fixed so yeah yeah there, there's no it. yeah there's no pleasing this fan base at all so like you can come back but like have fun i guess how, how much pressure is it going to be on that first tweet, man? It's going to be, it's going to, he's going to get the yips. It'd be like, as a Cowboys fan, be like, our kicker missing four extra points. <laughs> hey, man, you guys still won that game, though. So, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Trump's going to be kicking those extra points after every touchdown. All right. Jordan, why don't you take us to the main segment, my friend? I know main segment is just kind of funny because we're 55 minutes into this episode, but um, take us into. Yeah the main focus why we wanted to bring mark on to talk through some of our uh one of our favorite subjects i think so like in the last couple weeks or i think this mainly just like this last week um conservatives lost their mind about another concept if you can imagine that um the u.s consumer product safety commission um came out with some rulings about gas stoves and pretty much just saying like there there's a pretty strong link between them and like childhood like asthma and also like environmental concerns too and they said like we might come up with some rules to maybe phase them out in the future or anything like that that alone was enough to make every conservative on the internet lose their fucking mind so <laughs> i just pulled up some examples that oh sorry go ahead mark oh, the don't mind they're losing their mind a second, but just like so everyone understands they're they're not going to do anything. The, one of the five commissioners, like a student product safety commission, said it was theoretically possible they could be banned because of this research. But there's yeah. like 400 steps between now and a ban. And also they wouldn't even try to ban it. Probably probably just put a warning sticker on there in like five years. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like. It, the reaction was so much fun too because you know they're never going to do anything like i don't think that we can do create state projects to ban anything anymore anyway no i mean we can barely get people to take a vaccine to stop them from coughing themselves to death um, yeah r.i.p diamond um <laughs> uh, but Our some of my favorite girl I we're watching the streets day. and she's watching the skies silk baby if you need some consolation hit me up <laughs> her gigantic heart gave out <laughs> Mark's, okay, Mark's that was search good. results very Wait, soon. Did, did, we, did we mention that? Did, we, we did last time too, but like okay. I'm saying, like the only funny time was like when he's eulogizing someone no, and just right, like essentially right. just like points out that why they what he thinks they probably died of and then just like <laughs> leaves it at that. Uh, but here's some of my great responses to that too. Probably um, her big and precious heart just plain gave out. I'm sorry. That is so heart is in all caps. That is so good. That is so good. Probably her big and precious heart just plain her big gave and out. precious heart. Listen, she has a big heart because she's very compassionate, but also she's she's kind of big. I'll her be big honest. I'm and sorry. Precious heart. Oh man, he's good for those. I'll give him that. He's good but for those. Anything beyond that, no. So. Anyway, the response to the whole stove thing was amazing. Like, 
Congressman Byron Donalds, who almost became speaker because he was the one getting all the votes that wasn't going to Kevin McCarthy, yeah, tweeted, get your hands off our gas stoves, Joe Biden. If you know anything about cooking, there is nothing like cooking on a gas stove. Democrats want to ban gas stoves. Republicans want to, all caps, leave you alone. And if there's one thing we've noticed in the last couple of days of the um, state legislature here, that's not true. Um Ron DeSantis decided to make two just don't tread on me flags, but featuring stoves for some reason. Mm-hmm. Ronnie Jackson, my favorite, by the way, um, especially because, you know, he was Dr. Feelgood for the Obama White House, um, <laughs> allegedly, um, tweeted, I'll never give up my gas stove. If the maniacs in the White House come from my stove, they can pry it from my cold, dead hands. Come and take it. Ronnie, you're from Texas. You know what happened when the Texans flew that come and take it flag? Mm. Uh, they took it. <laughs> <laughs> Repeatedly. There's a reason there's six flags over Texas. They've lost fucking so many wars. <laughs> I'm a, oh man, I, I'm like, I, I'm just envisioning Beto's like, we're going to come take your guns thing, but for the gas stoves and just the exact same reaction, but but for this and it's so good i actually i actually do want if we're gonna have cops and if we're gonna have these agencies we should be deploying them door to door just to fuck with these people and take away their gas stuffs i would love to see the uninstall i don't know if they're gonna hire like the geek squad to come help uninstall these appliances but i would love to see this in action i think that sounds awesome but my favorite thing oh Oh, sorry uh, go ahead mark I looked it up in the Consumer Product Safety Commission. They're in Bethesda, Maryland. They have 500 total employees. So I imagine they would take them a while to get to Texas to take them by the time we get to start running up all the stoves. But anyway, yeah, go ahead. Well, well that's <laughs> the funny thing is like most people in this country don't have gas stoves. Like only like 30% of households have, have like gas stoves. And it's mainly like the East Coast and West Coast. Like mm-hmm. most places in Texas don't even have one. So it might be a right. little quicker than that. But it, it's, it's just so funny to see the reaction. Like – like there was also like Matt Gates who just like turned on all of his burners just to like own the libs or something. <laughs> I'm going to sleep tonight with all my with my stove on, and no See, one can a, stop me. There was a really funny panel of Fox News that talking about gas stoves that ended up in roasting AOC's fiance for being broke, and like I don't I don't even <laughs> want to connect those thoughts for you because it's funnier to have them not connected. But it's like, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? <laughs> It, it just gas like, stoves are the peak of American luxury. It's they, it's I, so funny. I, I'm agnostic on this issue. Like I think kids shouldn't have asthma, but also they could see the, the product safety commission could probably just suggest some design, slight design changes that might help the problem. Yeah, and I've I've had gas stoves because I've rented my whole adult life, and some places have them, some places don't. They do cook better, and it, 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 you, you can scramble an egg in like three minutes instead of four. <laughs> Right. That's we're gonna fight a war over. <laughs> I, I, I just I'm have to think. That, dead hands. I just have to think that over this thing, there's at least been one or two conservatives that just accidentally killed themselves trying to own people. Oh, you'd have to, you'd have to assume that that's <laughs> taking place. I, I'm looking forward to the Ruby Ridge style stand that's gonna take place with someone <laughs> uh, in one of these. It's gonna be fucking sweet. Just FBI murders a pregnant woman because her husband's in the gas stove. <laughs> he won't turn off his gas stove. ATF agents on the roof taking fire. <laughs> 
just imagining some like conservative like maga guy just ended up poisoning his entire family dude i like jordan said like i mean people people are stupid man you'd have to think that it's probably happened once or it's like gotten dangerously close like multiple alarms have been set off because of this whole thing and i'm trying to prove a point or it's just like yeah it's bad. I, I posted a joke that was like we have to keep gas stoves because if you want to kill yourself with an electric one you have to drag it all the way to the bathtub and the, <laughs> i had multiple people reply to me that oh you can still cook your head in the electric stove and i was like wait do you think people are cooking their heads in gas stoves? <laughs> it's like you misunderstand how to kill yourself using a gas stove oh, <laughs> oh my man they're I, like I, no yeah you just like set your head on fire or using your gas stove like that's yeah, what you like, do it, it just gets it's, really hot and then you like you die oh, it's, like this, yeah. it's like cletus on the simpsons just putting his head in the stove and Dude, saying that's, like if found no funeral yeah <laughs> well, that Sylvia, was mo but close enough oh, sylvia plath's family at her wake just sadly eating her roasted head <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right so, so anyway what we mainly wanted to talk about tonight was just um a multitude of our favorite conservative freakouts over consumer goods and products and, you know, little things like that, essentially. So I, I the, the other recent one, too, was there was another Eminem freakout with Tucker Carlson. That is the horniest person in the world just for M&Ms. Yeah, just for M&Ms. Like nothing else, just M&Ms. Like... I've never seen anyone get more upset about um, the possibility that the uh, Eminem might not be fuckable anymore, <laughs> which is well, an amazing concept of itself. It, it was like so. What Eminem's did? They did a, a packaging and a CAD campaign where all the fem- all the Eminem's were girls for once. <laughs> yeah, and, and that was the one that just came out. But they put the sexy boots back on the green Eminem, which the thing Tucker complained about wasn't taking the sexy boots off the green Eminem. But she was kind of like their hands were close to the other girl M&M's. So it's kind of like they were holding hands. So it's like they're lesbians. So now like she went from not being sexy to being double sexy because you got the boots God. and a girlfriend. But also there was a – they talked about there being a plus size M&M in the, in the commercial. But it's a peanut fucking M&M. It wasn't obese. They're not normalizing. It's just a peanut in there. I'm using air quotes, normalizing obesity or whatever. It's just like it's a peanut fucking M&M. And the whole thing is like ridiculous. Nick, That guy Nick, uh, Nick Adams, you know, the Australian oh, yeah. dude. The greatest parody account on Twitter. Who – uh, was a city councilman in Australia who wanted to murder all the pigeons. That was his That's right. Uh, <laughs> he did a whole video about how he wants to call for a boycott of the Mars camp. It's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, eat, don't eat M&Ms or eat M&Ms. Just shut the fuck up about the okay, cartoon. Right. I, I, we we I have to I put have the a, clip of Tucker in here. Yeah, right? hold like, on. I'm going to see if I can play it. I, I oh, think okay. I've yes. realized why my old ones wouldn't work. So let's see. Woke M&Ms have returned. The green M&M got her boots back, but apparently is now a lesbian, maybe. And there's also a plus-sized, obese, purple M&M. So we're going to cover that, of course, because that's what we do. The way Tucker talks, the way he, like, he like earnestly talks about this stuff is so funny. The green M&M has removed her oh, boots. And anyone without so a, who does not have a foot fetish is now being victimized. <laughs> And it's been a, is this your been child? A year. It could be anyone. It could be your neighbor. 
And the it's green M&M must show feet. Guys. Come on. <laughs> and that, episode title. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I think it's uh, funny too. Like I, it feels like he like fell asleep watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at like the theater, but also caught like the concessions ad at the beginning of it too, and just merged the two. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good so anyway, this, tweet, like, this tweet you have here is so funny because uh, i don't even think this is from the oh is no, this, this from the clip of what he says this is from a year ago okay so, yeah he's done this twice okay so there's a new one that that, that that we put in and then this second one is m&ms will not be satisfied until every last cartoon character is deeply unappealing and totally androgynous <laughs> until the moment you wouldn't want to have a drink with any one of them that's the goal when you've totally turned off when you've achieved equity <laughs> listen man if we when you wouldn't want to have a drink with any of them <laughs> Is that like that's the bar, huh? For these, M&M I'm just characters. imagining that conservatives want to fuck the Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I just want everyone to know, just to reiterate, we are a hentai-free podcast. Here. <laughs> this is so awesome. I, oh I this is my the, the Tucker Eminem one. Like, <laughs> does any part of him? The, the, I, he's smart enough to know like how ridiculous that is, right? Yeah, he. Well, I mean, that's like the whole game of it's it. Too. Ratings, it's ratings, like, though. It, it's yeah. the, it's the outrage cycle too, where like M and M's did this stuff because they realized like it'll get played on like Ben Shapiro yeah. and Tucker Carlson. Well, he he he's honestly like a pretty good actor because he re- he really sells this stuff. And like like I said, he's smart enough to know how stupid this is. Yeah, it, it, it's um, the rage cycle too. Like you'll yeah. have Tucker and and Ben Shapiro pushed on their side, and then liberals will re- instinctively buy it on their side and yeah it just continues ad nauseum like no one really gains anything from this it, but, but like mm-hmm. so like we all know that like fascism promises like a return to an idealized past but like hitler mm-hmm. was offering like wagner and like the aesthetics he was promising like wagner and hugo boss suits and mercedes benzes <laughs> and like weird cool walks and <laughs> they're like we need to go back to the M&M cartoon logos from eight years ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. What's the, what's the sell here? It's so stupid. Yeah, we don't even get like like dripped out suits or anything like that. Dude, yeah, you like, just end up like you have to have the most swagless man on earth tell you how unhot these M&Ms are. It's like, I, what do I do with this information? I will never in my life fuck an M&M. Dude, it's sad. It's so pathetic. It's like, I don't know, man. Surely there are people that are buying this, but it's just, I don't know. The the Chiron, by the way, for that one a year ago says candy and sexy shoes is highly offensive. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but now the they want the sexy is, shoes. Yeah, exactly. They the want inverse the is sex- we want the candy and sexy shoes. <laughs> Listen, man, all I ever want is I want the brown M&M to wear stiletto heels and step on my balls. That's all I want. Can can you imagine if you're like, you work in the Mars candy marketing department, you're the guy in charge of the the, the cartoon logos for M&Ms, right? And you're trying to do exactly what Tucker wants. (laughs) Every week, he's flipping back and forth between the boots. So the boot's good, the boot's bad. Should the should they be sexy or no? Is it, should, should we have peanut M and M's? Because like, we, oh, should we be sexualizing everything like candy that kids love or no? Like, should we should we love it or or should we sexualize it yeah. or not? It's really hard to follow this stuff. It's really if tough. we sexualize it, we're grooming kids. But if we don't sexualize it, we're then it's woke. Yeah, then it's woke. We're doing woke androgyny. 
Oh, oh man. All right, Jordan, take us to the next one. All right. So the next one is our good pals, uh, Mr. Potato Head and Dr. Seuss. <laughs> um, I have a clip in here, too, from, from Glenn Beck. They have now banned six books from Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss, you can no longer um, you can no longer print these six books. If I ran a zoo, and to think I saw it on Mulberry Street, Beyond Zebra, Scrambled Egg Super, The Cat's Quizzer. This according to a panel of educators and experts. They are banning Dr. Seuss books. How much more do you need to see before all of America wakes up and goes, this is fascism. This is fascism. You don't destroy books. What is wrong with us, America? Go out and buy those books today. Find out if you can get them. Buy Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. Because it's the end of an era. It is the end of freedom in America. Where you are bullied to the point to where you better not have that book. It's so good. <laughs> it's I love going it. back. I mean, how else are we going to build the railroads? <laughs> the Mr. Potato Head would fucking kill me because Mr. Potato Head was always you could put the girl lips on the boy. Mr. Potato right. Head was trans the whole fucking time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Mr. Potato Head, like the, the, the transformation of like the Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head was just like Hashbro just trying to save money by just like printing one thing exactly. Like right. It's yes. like it's like, like no, we've yeah, and then it's like we've created a gender fluid toy, but it's just like no, we saved money on the base potato. part. Like it doesn't have a gender it's a vegetable speaking oh. of the marketing department could you imagine trying to come up with a campaign of like a gender fluid mr potato head <laughs> oh, it's so good so this uh, i'll read this excerpt from the rolling stone article um it, it says tell that however to conservative commentators like ben shapiro who upon hearing the news of potato heads revamp brutally mocked it viewing the announcement as yet another example of pc culture run amok Bigotry annihilated. <laughs> Bigotry annihilated. In a multi-part thread, followed by Mrs. Potato Head has also been killed off. She will be replaced by an asexual can of Pringles. An asexual can of Pringles. Woke O Haram strikes again. Tweeted. <laughs> I do like Woke O Haram. That's funny. Woke O Haram is pretty good. That is good. Dude, they should make a trans Mr. Potato Head where like they had an extra hole and you can do bottom surgery on it now. Just plug in different. <laughs> You, you know, Eric, Eric Erickson should have had another entry on here, too, because I almost included like when he shot the copy of the New York Times because oh, he didn't like their op ed page. That's right. Which is also funny, too, because like a person who should not be making any sort of like tough guy stances is Eric Erickson, considering he's also the guy that cried because he had to walk a half mile to a restaurant. <laughs> 
He's also the guy so who uh, said that he'd never eat Chinese food on Pearl Harbor Day. Oh my! <laughs> yeah. oh, wait, are you serious? Oh yeah, yeah that's a real. He said that. he would never have Chinese food on Pearl He's, Harbor Day. He said it was in remembrance on, on Pearl Harbor Day. Tweeted that the, we, my family would never eat Asian food. He said Asian food, but like that. Oh, Asian that, food. Okay. So like, but like, okay, but like, all of Asia didn't bump anyway. Whatever. So like, that includes Chinese food. Then someone called up his mom and asked him, and she's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got the. I had a right bon here. Also, this wouldn't afternoon. it be kind of? It was great. Be, as far yeah. as like, wouldn't it be kind of base to eat Chinese food on Pearl Harbor Day? Like, I, I mean. Well- Here's that's, the tweet that's kind right of my, here. My thought there. Uh, growing up, I remember my parents never letting us have Asian food on December seventh. They were children of World War II. <laughs> yeah, and you're right though. Like Gawker, like asked uh, his parents, and was like they were like, "What? <laughs> no." <laughs> so uh, this other quote's really great. Um, How soon will Toy Story have to be re-edited to get rid of Mr. Pota- Mrs. Potato Head? Uh, that's another from Eric Erickson. And then um, right-wing author and vlogger Mark Dice was apparently so upset that he tweeted in response to an Associated Press about the rebranding, quote, it's time for Republican states to secede. <laughs> also, um, I, I, I saw this story that last week, too. It's from Amanda Moore. She was the one who went undercover with Ma- with like MAGA movements and all that. And um, also one of my MUFOs great person um during the height of the dr seuss panic i spent 500 dollars to go to a dinner featuring marjorie taylor green that was decorated like a five-year-old's birthday party at trump doral <laughs> <laughs> these pictures are <laughs> these pictures are awesome i, I love uh, it there, there's also the disney stuff but that's too exhausting to go over so i'm just i don't I, feel like I, it. I, I got a good one uh, I cut stumbled across uh, recently. I, I didn't see it in the rundown. Stop me if you were to get to it. But incandescent light bulbs. Do you guys talk about yeah. that? Oh, oh man. No, I didn't so, I didn't include that one. That was a great one. So I'll tell you why this prompt jumped up in my memory in a second because I don't want to spoil the reveal here. But like I found this headline from 2014, the GOP's war on commie light bulbs. Commie right. light bulbs. Yeah. <laughs> oh. The Obama administration had like started trying to like they put like because there are better light bulbs and they like there's like okay here's a light bulb the costs are higher up front but it lasts way longer and so you're saving a lot of bulbs in the long run plus it gets your energy bill down and it's a better light bulb it gives more light you know that with the lumen measurement or whatever and they were going to start trying to phase out the old light bulbs because you know the planet's dying and uh people bought new light bulbs and smashed them there was a huge fucking big public uproar about it and they did like these these uh, focus groups. They brought in voters of all stripes and talked about the new light bulbs and told them all the stuff about the cost savings. They're like, oh, yeah, we're all for that. Literally everyone was like, yes, it's a good idea. I'll pay more for a better light bulb up front because it'll save way more in the long run. Okay. Then they showed them the box, which said it's better for the environment on it. And all the conservatives turned against saving money. They hate it now. <laughs> oh, my. I mean, that is like one of the common threads to a lot of these is that mm-hmm. it involves destroying your own property to own the libs. Yes, and like the 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 light bulbs is a perfect example too of the guys who bought it and then like smashed it in the woods or something like that. Just like you're, yeah, you're really owning General Electric with that one, buddy. Like, yeah, good job. That was that was the, <laughs> like the very funniest thing about that Nick Adams video when he was talking about like woke M&Ms is that he was saying like you know in his really shitty Australian accent like everyone go to you know the convenience store and buy a bag of of 
like the new woke M&Ms and pour them on the streets and let all the betas know that like, if you're a real alpha, you don't buy these. And it's like, so all you're doing is just giving the Mars corporation your money. Like, I mean, they don't care if you eat them, you fucking idiot. You paid for them. You paid for them. You can do whatever you want with them. The the unspoken rule in all this is like the only real expression of like political behavior anymore is consumerism. It just, it depends on like the products you buy and all that. Like, and all these companies understand it too. That's why they try and push these like sort of like these woke like move like these wokes are like messaging and like products that really don't mean anything. I mean, dude, like do you remember the Goya beans thing? I, I, oh I don't think you have. Yeah. Um, I mean, a- Ivanka holding it up as like, a- yes, dude. Like the thing is, is like politics in this country has like, we have such little control over so much that takes place. It's like, mm-hmm. it's just an expression of consumerism at this point. So the only way you can really, express your politics is through your consumer decisions and so it leads to this stuff where this next one uh the nike nike has been boycotted by conservatives so many different times and like it's it's because of lebron james it's because of of course being the big one um but like this one in particular so this is when when colin colin kaepernick stepped in and got a nike shoe design kill that had the uh the Becky, the Becky, the Betsy, the Becky Ross. Yeah, that's the, the Betsy Ross, like, you know, a, yeah. a shoe that actually looks horrible. Yeah. So there's this Air Max. I think it was an Air Max one. Yeah, they it had was. The, the, mm. the Betsy Ross flag on the on the back of the shoe. And so this is a flag that, you know, isn't really used anywhere except by like white supremacists. <laughs> and um, in fact, like this was something I, I think we talked about at the time uh, or I might have on on the, the soccer podcast I do. But essentially we had an issue at, at Real Salt Lake games where this like huge Trump guy, extreme right wing dude who kept showing up with like the Betsy Ross flag and doing and saying not chill things at, at at soccer games. Um, yeah, so it's not a coincidence that people like that use and gravitate towards this flag as an expression of, of, of their politics. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's, it's like any <laughs> sort of like Patriot thing, like has been essentially co-opted by like the far rights. Cause if you see your, anything about like 1776 or the constitution or Patriots or anything like that, like you can pretty much just peg them as either white nationalists or just straight up Nazis. It's like, yeah. Mm, okay it's it's worth considering whether uh it was a mistake by the left to concede the con- air, air quote concept of patriotism to the right considering most people just like like patriotism yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> like that's the thing about like, it's just like i don't necessarily like nationalism but i think like patriotism like i i, I take the line that i want my country to be the best possible version of itself mm-hmm. and I, right. I think that's generally like a fairly patriotic statement but like yeah that's a little bit different than like their kind of version of it too. It was like, I want my country to be better than everyone else and also subjugate everyone within yeah. it that doesn't look like me. <clears throat> What's so stupid is like solidarity and patriotism shouldn't like those shouldn't be mutually exclusive terms, but like the way no. that, that it's, it's described and expressed by a lot of these people, it absolutely is. And exactly what you're saying, Jordan, like I, I feel the same way. Like I think a very patriotic thing is, solidarity with like everyone that lives in this society together but like apparently that's mm-hmm. that's not yeah. how i mean I'm the in. two things are mutually exclusive you can be tribal and be like but like you guys can meet a playoff series with the lakers but still hope that everybody in california has health care 
Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's Perfect. like not so, that complicated. Yeah. Um, not, I mean, I, but before I forget, the punchline to the light bulb thing was that the reason it came up in my mind was that I saw a news article about how incandescent light bulbs are going to be totally phased out in 2023. So we're doing light bulb communism and no one fucking noticed the thing they were mad about in 2014. <laughs> yeah. And so speaking of people getting mad, Arizona governor, uh, Doug Ducey at the time, so this is back in 2019, he said yeah. today, supposed to be a good day in Arizona with the announcement of a major Nike investment in, in Goodyear, Arizona thread. And then this news broke yesterday afternoon. He links a Wall Street Journal article talking about how the Betsy Ross flag Air, Air Max One is being killed. Words cannot describe express my disappointment at this terrible decision. I am embarrassed for Nike. Nike is an iconic American brand and American company. This country, our system of government and free enterprise have allowed them to prosper and flourish. Instead of celebrating American history the week of our nation's independence, Nike has apparently decided that Betsy Ross is unworthy and has bowed to the current onslaught of political correctness and historical revisionism. It is a shameful retreat for the company. American businesses should be proud of our country's history, not abandoning it. <clears throat> Nike has made its decision and now we're making ours. I've ordered the Arizona Commerce Authority to withdraw all financial incentive dollars under their discretion that the state was providing the company to locate here. Arizona's economy is doing just fine without Nike. We don't need to suck up to companies that cons that consciously denigrate our nation's history. And finally, it shouldn't take a controversy over a shoe for our kids to know who Betsy Ross is. This is the perfect controversy because didn't Betsy Ross not even make the fucking flag? No, she didn't. <laughs> no, yeah. she did not. Right. A she's founding just mother, like her, her story like, should be taught in all American schools. In the meantime, it's worth Googling her. Yeah, yeah. Betsy, it's worth Betsy teaching Ro a fake story in public schools. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, like, Betsy Ross's like great grandson came up with the story like a century later. Like she designed the flag and made it. It's like okay, sure thing, man. Listen, and, uh, man, they won't even let me fuck it. I will. <laughs> I will mention that this is Jordan's joke, but former presidential candidate and COVID statistic Herman Cain tweeted. <laughs> Tweeted, just so you know how this works now, nothing can happen in America anymore if Colin Kaepernick doesn't like it. And in case you hadn't noticed, there's a lot Colin, hashtag Colin Kaepernick. What's funny is like, I like to think that Herman Cade died thinking that Colin Kaepernick was the most powerful man in America. Just, ima and it's just, just like, imagining Trump saying he he went out like Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. He can't even make himself a backup quarterback, but apparently he runs America. Right. Um, and oh, it, it like it cannot be emphasized how funny some of like the pictures that came out of this were. Like there, like of course there were. Like the burning jerseys, but um, John Rich, uh, Jordan's favorite member of Big and Rich, <laughs> he, tweeted, he tweeted a picture of some chopped up Nike socks. And it says, our sound man just cut the Nike swoosh off his socks. Former Marine, get ready, Nike. Multiply that by the millions. <laughs> Do you know what the funny thing about that is? Is that... Nike oh. makes military gear. Like you can get like Nike military boots or Nike mm -hmm. military backpacks or Nike anything like that. It's it's a division called like special field service stuff. And I, I I don't know. Like even then too, it's like Phil Knight's like a really big Republican donor too. Right. So so like yeah, you trying to get a fascist elected governor in Oregon. Yes. Right. Or, yeah. So it's like uh, he can't win. There's also like everyone like we're so everyone's so drowning in horseshit. We forget to even have the sequence of events here. But like Kaepernick's protest, first of all, he was kneeling for like a month before anyone noticed. It was, it was right. the most unobtrusive protest in American history. Second, 
He was sitting before he knelt, like for like a whole season. Very few people noticed. Yeah. One guy who was a, a, a Niners fan who happens to be a Navy SEAL did and wrote a letter to Colin Kaepernick about how he felt disrespected by it. Colin sat down and had a meeting with him, and the Navy SEAL suggested the kneeling protest because <laughs> yeah. it's reverent. It was literally suggested by a fucking Navy SEAL. I know. I yeah. know. He was like, he literally, <laughs> Colin went out of his way to like try to do a respectful thing. And like, yeah. I, I'll i still go to, I, I don't want to say specifically where I was. I was, I was at an older person's house. <laughs> That sounds way more vague than it needed to, but I'm going to keep it like that. <laughs> was that some that grandparents? I'm a rat boy. Not my old. grandparents, but somebody whose grandparents' age, uh, my grandparents' age, and they I convinced had, like, someone um, I was their grandson, and I was robbing them. Yeah, it wasn't exactly like that, but I was, you know, um, I uh, I was in one of their offices, and I saw uh, like a little like plaque that said i i stand for the flag and i was like how much merch was created out of like the most like you said the most unobtrusive protest in american history my my congressman sponsored like wrote a book with that as a title yes it's insane like some people made so much money off of colin cap like it was all a grift colin kaepernick was trying to be incredibly respectful and (laughs) <laughs> everyone <laughs> just freaked the hell out it's so embarrassing but and like it's we so said awesome. there's that counter like reaction there's that reaction and the counter reaction to all this too like like think about like when starbucks said that was going to like hire ten thousand like like refugees and oh, like yeah. starbucks restaurants and then like black rifle coffee came and was like well we're gonna hire one hundred thousand veterans or something stupid that I can't do yeah. as like a reaction to that too. Like all of this is just supposed to be like a reaction that just gets people to buy their shitty product. Dude, I, no NFL teams weren't even on the field for the national anthem until after nine 11. Then we just never I went back. Know, right. Dude. And, and like I was at one time I was at a, like a, at a, at a sports bar here in LA and the, the, the you, can say you were at a Hooters. It's cool. It's fine. <laughs> it was, a, it was, even more tacky, it's a, it's a local chain called Big Wangs, which is like a, a, like a, a Hooters like, ripoff about dicks. Uh, yeah, like Big Johnson's so, wings. <laughs> yeah. So, And a guy yelled at me for not taking my hat off during the anthem. I was like, it's a fucking on TV. And right. like, we're in a bar. <laughs> this is not – no one's being reverent anyway. It also, like I was watching the Super Bowl. I was in New York for work and watched the Super Bowl in a bar. And during the pregame festivities, they were in Atlanta. It was like three years ago or something. And uh, it, uh, they were playing God Bless America because they do that before the national anthem because we've got to double down now. Yeah, and the guy nice. forgot God Bless America wasn't the national anthem and he was standing up with his hat over his heart during, fight, during God Bless America. <laughs> and they panned John, this is uh, John Lewis was still there when he was still alive. And the camera panned across, across John Lewis holding the flag during God Bless America. And the guy booed John Lewis. <laughs> and I was like, who's. Who's being disrespectful here? <laughs> you lost you can't the thread, win. bro. Like, you can't win. Like, that's the thing about all these things. You just can't win. Like, no matter what you do, like, you're going to be off by something and someone's going to get mad. So, like, the, the normal thing to do is not let it bother you. But they can't do that. I got so much other shit to worry in my life to worry about other than M&M right. logos. Yeah. Um, but speaking of which, more stuff that the conservatives were worried about was 
the NFL, of course, of course, talking about uh, Colin Kaepernick and his outsized impact on uh, the conservative consciousness over what was going on. But um, <clears throat> Donald Trump tweeted in, in uh, on September 24th, 2017, sports fans should never condone players that do not stand proud for their national anthem or their country. NFL should change policy. And then we saw a series of really hilarious photos that came from this, including this uh, um, post from 715 Seahawk guy who's a fan of or used to be a fan of Richard Sherman and the Seahawks of a Richard Sherman jersey on fire and Madden 15 of uh, for the PS3 just set aflame uh, in in some some dry dirt and grass. So um, <laughs> great stuff there. Looks good. Oh wait, I think there's a there's actually a 5950 Seahawks championship hat. Yep. There's That's a Super Bowl hat. Oh, sorry. I failed to mention that all of this in, is inside of a tire that he's uh, all set aflame. So um, <laughs> great first photo kids. composition. Looks good. You know, uh, I mean, once again, it's like the, the main thread for a lot of these are is like they just burn their own shit. And like – like you're not harming anyone. You're not. You're not causing Roger Goodell a moment of worry when you're burning your own shit because you're going to turn right back around mm-hmm. and like buy it again because your little boycott's not going to last too long too. And you can see that because right after the last event between in that uh, Bengals Bills game with uh, I can't remember his name, the incident where the player went down and almost died. Um, you had yeah. You had so many like conservatives like oh they're trying to kill football now it's like yeah i thought you guys hated football you talked about <laughs> how you it was too woke and you needed to, to have it destroyed yeah the, the football one's like indicative of something because if you poke one of the, like these guys talk about like like the, the rules about not hitting quarterbacks or whatever or like targeting then it gets sound like it's about wokeness but it's like it's about profit because one the yeah. nfl doesn't like paying concussion settlements Two quarterbacks sell tickets, and no one like some scrub breaking a quarterback's knee, and like who, we know who pays the bills here. And it's like you're you're confusing capitalism for like socialism, and you do it all the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> all I the know. time. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, like that's the thing that too is like it like the NFL has been accused of being woke forever too, and also like weak and all that. I mean, that was Vince McMahon's sales pitch for the XFL too. It was like, we're not going to play this weak NFL football. We're going to play real football. And it fucking sucked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, while we're, before we finish the topic of gas stoves, I wanted like, I was curious about, I wanted to talk about one at a time that it didn't work. And it's pretty funny. This, this conservative culture war hustle. And that's like lead. <laughs> So when they try to take lead out of gasoline, I was like, I wonder if people protested. The lead industry tried to get people mad about it. Their line was like, they're taking away the better fuel. This is un-American. And like no one cared because they were probably more worried about their own health or their kids' health. Mm-hmm. And that made me deeply uh, sad but also laugh because like that would work nowadays. A thousand percent which, it would work. Which yeah. means that we're stupider than the people who had led brain poisoning. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, like, I, I think a great example of that, too, is also like 
Donald Trump talking about how like toilets don't flush as well as they used yes. to as well. <clears throat> it takes 10, 15 flushes. Not not me, you. Yeah, they're not me, yeah. kill me. It's like, no, my turns go down. My turns are normal and fine. But other people yeah. are telling me they're having problems <laughs> flushing their turns. Just no. imagining like just Donald Trump on the toilet, like whatever comes out has to just be like the size of a rotisserie chicken. Yeah. <laughs> the the hardened slurry of five filet of fish is in diet. <laughs> it's just in like brick form. I do. Yeah. I, so the last one that, that, that we're going to mention is, of course, is, is a famous one from 2017. And there's a an article I'm reading from Indie Star back then. It says people are destroying their Keurigs in protest of company pulling ads from Hannity's show. Yeah, people should destroy their Keurig because it's dog shit coffee. Well, no. Pull, pulling it because Sean Hannity was just nonstop like promoting uh, – Moore, I can't remember. His Roy first Moore, name. Roy yeah. Moore. So yes. People remember Roy Moore, uh, allegedly uh, doing pedophile behavior. Mall, um, mall enthusiast, Roy Moore. <laughs> yes, he's awesome. Uh, so a lot of people were using the hashtag boycott Keurig, and this uh, led to a compilation of some of the best videos I've ever seen of people just destroying appliance, these appliances by Once throwing again, them, hitting their them with own bats. appliances. Yes, stuff that they paid for. All of these, like my favorite thread between like among all of these is like continuing to pay for stuff or even buying new stuff to destroy. It's like, oh, I don't have a pair of Nikes. I'm going to go buy some and then destroy it. <laughs> I'm going to buy a Keurig and then throw it off of the building of my office, like off my office building. It's just it's awesome. I love when people do that. It looks so yeah. cool. There, there's. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. The aesthetics of American politics is deeply funny. I forgot to be like, I'm not using this fucking Keurig. I'm going to be a good American conservative and do pour over coffee. Just like... <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be a good American and get a French press. I'm going to go down I'm, to Intelligentsia and get a bag of re- fresh roasted beans like a, like a fucking real Republican. I bought a Chemex. I bought, I bought, I bought an, an overpriced Chemex from Intelligentsia and now I'm just making a uh, third wave coffee brew from a Colombian farm. It's, yeah. it's awesome. I, I All his friends call him gay. <laughs> I had to hit up my, my nephew from Facebook that I don't talk to because we had a disagreement over certain political issues and I had him teach me how to make Aeropress coffee. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome man I, this i'm just was, imagining this what so like good. republican latte art would look like oh man it's just like yeah. a pour over yeah of just like the betsy ross AR-15. <laughs> they get one of those like five thousand dollar latte art printers that just prints the fucking <laughs> betsy ross flag just, on their coffee it just prints maga hats oh that's just like awesome, yeah you man. just get like the yeah like the front page of der Sturmer on your latte yeah. Oh man! I think the defining thing about America nowadays is all of us are going to die mad. But I'm at least die mad over people like freezing to death because they're homeless, and they're going to die mad over you know uh, not being able to jerk off to a cartoon candy. <laughs> <laughs> Toilets just don't flush as well anymore, and it's the libs' fault. It yeah, really yeah. is. <laughs> I mean, oh, and like man. just to to kind of put a bow on this thing, like it really it seems like this has been kind of a recurring theme that we've talked about a lot that like we're living in an era where nothing's gonna nothing's getting better nothing has gotten better and so like you're you know you're you're kind of reserved to this like begotten era which then like turns into culture war kind of nostalgia 
and like it's a it's it seems like it's a pretty I don't know uh, understandable side effect for things just continuing to dwindle. I I would like to know what you guys think because I think that like that's a big reason for this culture war because we don't have anything else. Oh yeah, I mean that's what it is too. Like it's because consumerism is the only real like viable way to express like right politics nowadays like because voting doesn't get you any sort of like uh good feelings anymore because you don't because at a certain point it doesn't really count especially if you're in like a gerrymandered district like all of us are in this state yeah it's um, just owning the libs it really is and honestly like it like we know we made fun of the right on this one too but like the left does this as well like thousand percent yeah there's there's the I mean, I hate to use the word virtue signaling because it's like so loaded now, but like that is kind of like what like consumerism is on the left as well. Like people freak out about that. No, um, it's a HSBC having a pride flu. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's a, uh, <laughs> it's so funny. These meltdowns are my favorite. I love when they happen um every oh, I, single one of these i, I watched brings. so many collages of people just breaking things oh i found a fun <laughs> one that made me laugh too uh so many people are turning on black rifle coffee right now because a few of their employees donated to democrats in act blue oh not man. not the Amazing. company or anything like that just some employees there and so you just see videos of them like burning their like their like rifle patch hat or their, their ss coffee coffee or they're just like they're they're like apparel from like Black Rifle, like the Kyle Rittenhouse shirt or something like that. They can just burn that. So, <laughs> what a like, what a it's weird a, way to live your life. No, it's, this it's, country is so cool, man. It's, it's does, so does funny. This happen and like, there's no way this is like a super common thing and like you know other parts of the world right like just burning <laughs> appliances we, constantly we've exported this bullshit to england yeah um, they're their own like yeah. sick for, i mean they export yeah we've got like a weird thing with them but yeah and uh QAnon's weirdly bigger in germany than here and then like you got brazil doing their own january 6th and shit although coups are pretty regular occurrences in south america but like yeah yeah i'm not quite sure what the i'm not sure which way it's going <laughs> like who's importing who's it's exporting. really hard to say i mean like it seems like you know when there's big protests in like places like france like the whole city just gets like destroyed in like paris or whatever but uh, from here, you know, a bunch of just like, uh, you know, Air Max ones apparently just get set aflame or blown up in the sky or something. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's Fran- awesome. in France, it's pretty regular occurrence to level a city, but it's because they tried to go to like a four day work week instead of three or whatever. And here <laughs> yeah, it's like, like yeah, I love yeah, it so TV much. commercial. I didn't like, so I'm burning my shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The exactly. Hallmark Channel had a, a ad that had a gay couple on it, so I have mm. to burn my local True Value. <laughs> um, you I guys remember when when conservatives were complaining that like the FBI was too woke? Oh my god, dude! I That's mean, still like, happening. Not only is that still happening, but like, uh, man, hold on, I have to find. I, I can't remember the the tweet. Um, it was. I mean, we just came. It was just Martin Luther King Jr. Day on on Monday. Um, but the tweet was. Oh, it was from it was from DC Drano. Hey, BLM leftist, do you know former FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover not only spied on MLK but also sent a letter telling MLK to commit suicide, or they reveal blackmail info? You know who the FBI building is named after? J. Edgar Hoover. You okay with that? Well, I just love like the 
Like, yes, yeah, suck it, leftists. The FBI is bad. Like, like, okay. The FBI tried to get, get MLK to kill himself is literally the first thing you learned your first day on the left wing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's like what gets people over here, my guy. But, well, dad anyway. does it. I'm not going to spy for the FBI on DSA anymore. <laughs> well, I, I, I was I, just I doing to, him a favor. I had to look up a few tweets about the Black Rifle Coffee Act Blue Wind. Here's some choice ones. Here's from Lindsay Hillbilly Homemaker. Black Rifle Coffee Company actively donates to Act Blue, a Democrat fundraising platform. We, as Christians, should not be spending our dollars on Black Rifle. They're no better than Starbucks, both both taste-wise and morally. Taste-wise. That is one of my favorite things that, like, and we see that a lot here in Utah is that Christian is just synonymous with Republican now. Like it's it's impossible to be a Christian. Like you have to be a Republican in order to believe in Christ. Apparently, it, it's so funny. Like, it, and and that's the great thing about like Black Rifle is even these companies that were founded as a reaction to something can also be like Swallowed can also be attacked war. by the right from the most insane people because they weren't adequately right enough. Yeah, that's the thing about these movements is they all they do is once they've excluded, once they've conquered one outgroup, they get narrower to exclude another outgroup. But they have, but they skipped ahead because they haven't won yet. They're just like so their main enemies are each other. <laughs> it's deeply funny. Yeah, it, it's the uh, it's the bad part of having. Um your fan base be the most belligerent and petty people on the planet that's mm-hmm. awesome uh well i think that's a good place to end it mark do you have any plugs i uh, other than of course uh norbin laden appearing on jack prosobiak's show uh pretty soon i think that's yeah a, i saw you check out, that i am a norbin laden's publicist so uh please check out her appearance can you get her on uh, our show it probably oh uh, yeah what else is she doing it's it's deeply funny that her only credit is being osama bin Laden's niece and that's that that makes them love her for it's fucking it's, it's i don't crazy. know what the world is anymore no it's idea awesome. it's so sick it's like because she's not woke it's like wait you're telling me the relative of a wahhabist terrorist is woke that's crazy that's anyway nuts. i'm i'm gonna bounce out i'm gonna go make some freedom fries all right <laughs> mark Thank you for joining us. I'm Thank sure you you're doing cool stuff. I don't know what yeah. else you have going on, but we can you know, we can point people to your Twitter. That's for damn sure. Yeah, when I have stuff to announce, check it out. My uh, we'll do it on my Twitter. Oh, <laughs> hell awesome. yeah! Thanks, man. Jordan, Greg, great hanging out. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We appreciate it. We will see you all next time. Goodbye.